And welcome to the Monday show. We are going to be giving you some of the highlights from what happened over the weekend. Only one game of the plan, too, as you probably heard, the women's basketball game against Wichita, which would have been their home conference opener. International Day will have to be moved to another day. They're not going to not do International Day with all the, of course, international players on Jose Fernandez's squad. You're actually in this segment going to hear a little bit of what Jose and Maria Alvarez had to say from Friday afternoon's media session. We did do a special Bulls beat that ran on Saturday, but some other things that Jose said that we didn't put on that show, we are on this one that I found interesting. And we hope to have basketball for you on Wednesday night. In fact, both teams scheduled for the road on Wednesday night. Again, this is why we have two channels in case both teams are playing at once. Any two teams are playing at once, really. Get ready for that next month when softball and baseball jump into the picture at the same time as basketball season winds down but anyway Wednesday night it'll be the men in Dallas to take on SMU after a disappointing loss to Tulane over the weekend while the women will be headed to the place the men were that'll be New Orleans and we'll preview that hopeful pair of games on Wednesday's show in fact on this show since we don't have a women's game to recap not quite enough for a full 30-minute Bulls beat and really not quite enough for a full 15-minute Around the American. We are going to do what we usually do on Wednesday and Friday, and that is two airings of Bulls Beat each hour, and the hour ends with about a six, seven-minute version of Around the American. There were some basketball results of note this weekend that we will round up for you. Also, another sport, talking about sports getting going, and it'll be really busy here soon, and that would be track and field. The indoor track and field season, at least for USF, starts off this weekend. They'll be going to Vanderbilt, Nashville, of course, for the Commodore Challenge. Don't know if due to my travel schedule, leaving with Basketball Tuesday, and of course track and field has to leave probably, I'm guessing, Wednesday, that I'll be able to talk to head coach Eric Jenkins, but we'll get with him next week for sure. Everyone back on campus. Classes have begun. Football players, the new members of Jeff Scott's team, the Freshmen that are able to enroll early and some of the transfers as well, all ready to roll out. So it'll be a pretty active week, I would guess, at the Selman Athletic Center. Remember, Thursday is photo shoot day for baseball, and so I'll be gathering up loads of interviews for this here program. Thursday is also the day that we're recording a new Bull Speed Ed podcast with Michael Kelly. Those are going to be coming up a lot more regularly. And speaking of baseball, I have to say congratulations to, well, four tremendous student athletes apparently it was the weekend or the week that former friday night starters for the baseball team got engaged to former softball players that would be carson ragsdale of course who was a recent draft pick of the san francisco giants and is with their san jose class a team and racking up the strikeouts by the way i looked at his numbers he was eight and six with a round of four and a half era in 24 games he struck out 167 in 113 innings and he is engaged now to be married to Nicole Doyle who used to pitch for the Bulls originally from Ohio pitched for Southern Illinois and her senior season was 2019 so congratulations to them if you go to Carson or Nicole's Facebook page a lot of awesome pictures same thing if you go to the Facebook pages of Colin Sullivan recently graduated from the baseball team and trying to make his way into the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. They signed him as an undrafted free agent. He recently completed his season with the Hillsboro Hops. You know, hop like the beer ingredient, not a bad mascot. Hillsboro ends in O. So, no, it's not in Hillsboro County. It's in Hillsboro, Oregon, which is basically 
Portland. He is engaged now, and this was just over the weekend, to Samantha Worrell, who was a player for Ken Erickson's team, did a great job hitting. In fact, I was digging through some highlights. I knew I had some Samantha Worrell sound. How about walking off the AAC semis from 2018 as called by Jim Lauk, our first real endeavor into softball coverage on USF Bulls Unlimited. Of course you remember that. So Sam Worrell, you're on. Two outs, runner at second. One ball, one strike. Can the Bulls win it with a walk-off hit two nights in a row the 1-1 one, one. line drive into right field base hit here comes williams she will score bulls win eight to seven they'll go to the championship game tomorrow sam worrell with a pinch hit single to right scoring kendall williams the bulls come back from two two-run deficits and again, a dramatic walk-off hit victory. She was smiling then and big smile again in her photos with Colin Sullivan. So congratulations. Keeping an eye on those individuals. Listen, I don't spend much time on Facebook, but I generally stay friends with a lot of the players I covered and happened to be scrolling last night and both of those announcements came up within a couple of mentions of each other. So wanted to mention that on the show and remind you that softball is coming up in about what four and a half weeks we'll be on that first weekend of games here live on usf bulls unlimited i know that weekend that women's basketball well right now they're off i'm sure they'll have a makeup game at some point but the plan right now is to have all of those games live that first weekend it's going to be difficult certain weekends when basketball is on the road baseball is playing to do the softball games live at least during some of their multi-team events. But we'll figure it all out. Last year, we were able to simulcast the audio of games off of ESPN+, and I'm sure we'll be doing that again. But just rest assured that we will be doing as much live softball and baseball as possible in the spring. And, oh, yes, I will give you a full report on how my new desk looked. I was able to clear out my desk on Friday. I guess everything's going to be a little bit more of an open concept, which I'm fine with at USF. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to do something different. Well, unless, I don't know, maybe football hires an offensive coordinator, we won't actually do a bull's beat, but we will give you something worth listening to. I'm going to put it all together today and it'll probably end up being two hours. As I've said, the greatest 21 moments of 2021 counted down in order. Now, if you listen to bull's beat, you know, the top moment was the NCAA run to the regional in Gainesville, but we'll give you a lot more highlights on all 21 moments and some of the post-game audio. That's why it's going to be kind of a project, but a fun one to put together. And however long it is, you'll hear it tomorrow for the first time in the morning on Bullsby. I said that, uh, hey, we actually could do a show and probably will change the plan around there if some football news comes down today. If you missed it over the weekend, plenty of national reports have Travis Trickett as the new offensive coordinator for Jeff Scott's Bulls. Of course, Charlie Weiss Jr. moving on to Ole Miss, reuniting with Lane Kiffin, ironically. Travis Trickett was a former offensive coordinator at FAU. He has been, for the last few years, an assistant coach, and really the top assistant coach regarded by many, not just as far as his coaching abilities, but as his recruiting abilities, and that's huge, of course. Trickett has been the tight ends coach and slot receiver, which is no small thing because the slot receivers have been really good at West Virginia. Their offense has been outstanding. He was also credited as the 
guy who brought in some of their four-star, in fact, their top recruits from this next class, a defensive back by the name of Jacoby Spells. I don't know who ranks recruiters in the Big 12, but he was ranked seventh behind all Oklahoma, Texas coaches, and one from Iowa State. So he is known as a pretty darn good recruiter who has also been an offensive coordinator, as I mentioned, at a couple schools, FAU, Samford, where he led that FCS team to a lot of big offensive numbers, and more recently, Georgia State, before going back to West Virginia, which is where he began his coaching career. In fact, he coached Pat White when he was there as a grad assistant. He worked with Bobby Bowden at Florida State with Nick Saban at Alabama. So Travis Trickett apparently is going to be the next offensive coordinator for the Bulls. And of course, we will cover it for you in full when and if it becomes official. Now we'll do the men's basketball recap of the tough loss at Tulane in our second segment. But here, women's basketball was supposed to be playing on Sunday at noon. I did watch some women's games early Sunday. The one that jumped out, of course, was two teams that the Bulls from the SEC have played and lost to, Tennessee and Ole Miss. Tennessee, really looking back, the Bulls had them. Seven-point lead with five minutes to go and just couldn't close the deal. And then Ole Miss more recently at the West Palm Invitational where the Bulls had them by four at the half, but Ole Miss blitzed them in the second half. And it was interesting because I knew that Ole Miss hadn't lost still since they played the Bulls. And we're looking at this as a big opportunity to knock off a top 10 team, but they just couldn't hit their shots. Their defense was as good as you would have hoped for, but Tennessee got off to a big lead and won the game. So really, you can't lose if you're the Bulls there because you've played both teams. It helps your computer ranking when one of your losses is to the number six team in the country. Tennessee is now ranked sixth after that win on Sunday up to the second as far as the computer rankings go. The SEC has quite a few teams ranked highly. As a matter of fact, of course, South Carolina is number one. LSU in the top 20. Georgia at 21. Ole Miss dropped from 34 to 38. If you're wondering about USF, which of course you are, they are right in that mid-30s range. I think they're going to have to win the majority of their American Athletic Conference games to finish in the top 20. The chances for hosting a regional aren't that great unless they really turn out and just dominate the American Athletic Conference this year. But interestingly enough, Jose Fernandez, and this was ostensibly to recap what happened in the, of course, game where the Bulls did not have their point guard and look forward to Sunday's game against Wichita. So the Wichita stuff isn't really relevant anymore, but his answer to the question, what did you think about last year's experience in the NCAA tournament? I was a little surprised by the answer by Jose Fernandez. Essentially, he wouldn't mind Maybe not all in one site, but not having teams be able to host and have that home court advantage. Here's what he said. I, you know what? I didn't mind the one city. I minded being sequestered in a hotel room and food getting brought to me and I couldn't do anything. You know, shoot, my wife had to stay in a, you know, <laughs> my wife had to stay in a different uh, hotel. Just, yeah. Yes, we, uh, sure. No, I'm, I'm sure. telling you, you know, Derek, I'll tell you, we, we had one floor to get off the floor. We had to all leave together. We had to all come to the floor together and we were and we got food I got I had a knock on the door I mean I opened the door and I I got food delivered to me yeah it was a prisoner it was I was a prisoner (laughs) that first meal was very much like yeah it was it was but you know I hey they were all neutral site games now you're not going back to neutral site games because you know if you're a one through a four seed you're going to host in your home venue so it's going to be a little different I think that's why I thought I, I thought you saw so, so many good games, so many upsets, so much parity last year in the NCAA tournament. I'd like it to all be in neutral sites. 
Like I said, a little surprised to hear that answer. Also promised to be the chance for a coach, at least on a microphone, to be the first to comment on the coach's extensions, including his own and, of course, Michael Kelly, which is the one that he wanted to talk about. This was also very good. First coach we get to ask about your extension, but the idea that everyone got one and that Michael Kelly is, you know, around for five more years. I'm sure that's a big Yeah, let's start with Michael, you know. You know, he was here. He was here when I was here when I first got the job. So he saw firsthand mm-hmm. where the program was and uh, what we did and where it is now. So, um, you know, I think, you know, Michael's very, very respected, not only in the Tampa Bay community, but in the entire athletics world, uh, collegially and professionally. So uh, he's great. He loves basketball, too. So um, we have a really, really good relationship. and. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, the one thing you worry about too as coaches, where don't get me wrong, people have sought out Mike, Michael Kelly, right? There's been a lot of jobs that come open, you know. And if you do this long enough, you know, you know when people are coming after your AD, as far as league-wise or other institutions. So, I, I think uh, he came here to do a job, and he wants to see this practice facility be built. He wants to see this on-campus stadium built. And I think his vision is to, for us to, we're in a great league now. Let's dominate the American Conference in every sport and then position ourselves for the future. And, um, you know, that's what he believes in. And, and that's what he instills in the entire athletic department every day. Jose kind of knows what's going on behind the scenes, and that was a little behind-the-scenes stuff that makes you appreciate fully Michael Kelly is still our Vice President of Athletics. Now, Maria Alvarez also spoke. If you want to hear what she had to say about the impromptu 40-minute point guard appearance last week at Cincinnati, you can check it out on our SoundCloud page. Just go to SoundCloud, type USF. That's the unlimited, unloaded page. Here on the stream, we got men's basketball to recap as the team fell at Tulane. Some of the highlights and also Brian Gregory postgame next. Stay tuned.